Scotty, I think the only people we have to worry about falling asleep on us are not us, but our audience. Oh, I know he's well rested, so that should be fine. <laughs> Hello, audience. <laughs> Well, John, it's been a been a couple of weeks since we uh, recorded for um, various reasons. Um, uh, I, I was travelling again, and it uh, just didn't didn't quite work out. But uh, yeah, I was a uh, few weeks ago. I was I was allowed into your country. <coughs> Lack of love. <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, you were allowed into our country, but that would be about the, the the last moment that you or any other foreigner might be allowed in our country. It's bad. Uh, maybe we should just dive right into this. Let's let's talk about this for a second because I think uh, at any tech company of any size in in Silicon Valley, there's a significant portion of people that uh, have friends or family that have been affected uh, by this stupid immigration ban. I have a colleague who is Syrian, and uh, I almost don't need to say anything else beyond that. Um, it's it it's dumb and it's wrong, and I hope that it's fought tooth and nail. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, lots and lots of obviously people and families are affected by this, but you know, it's um, our industry, and um, it's far more personal about our industry. And I don't really give a stuff about the profits of this and the profits of that compared to the human lives. However, you know, this is a tech podcast. Um, you know, but the you know Silicon Valley area and just the industry in general has a. Um, very good reputation of drawing in the best talent from all over the world and you know, a lot of that talent comes mm. from uh the middle east um and yep. uh, so this does actually impact it so as well as being um you know grossly unpleasant on a personal nature for people it it does have uh, an economic effect i would imagine or at least a morale stroke atmosphere effect on many of the companies that sort of uh, uh, a, a sort of household names in in the tech tech world very much so very much so and, and I, I suppose that lots of people are probably talking about it, so we don't need to talk about it at, at length but I, it would it would it would seem kind of uh, wrong to not mention it yeah it's and you know the amount of podcasts or uh, blogs or, or things like that I've read in the past week that have said well I don't normally talk about politics um, or even to the case of I've never spoken about politics on this you know wherever it might be uh, who then feel they have to say something has been like nothing else I've sort of ever known since I've been in that sort of world really Indeed. Anyway, John, tell me about something far happier, far more positive. Uh, well, let's talk about Hack Day. So uh, two weeks ago, uh, we had Hack Day at Netflix, which we do twice a year. And it's uh, uh, a fairly common occurrence, I think, in in companies uh, where basically for a 24-hour period or some period of time, uh, people are invited to form groups and work on whatever project they've been itching to do or whatever crazy idea they've been thinking about in the back of their head and now that they have you know have an excuse to, to work on. And uh, we did that. 
and uh, it, you know, it's always lots of fun. I I I worked on two projects, and uh, uh, one was with with uh, it was an idea that I had that I you know had been close to my heart and was very happy to have the 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 assistant excuse me, assistance of a, of a graphic designer and uh, some other folks uh, working on it. And uh, the other one was a project that I joined working on with some people that I'd never seen before. So f- there's that aspect of just kind of, uh, you know, the flexing your muscles of, of ad hoc collaboration, um, which is always helpful. Um, uh, and But the other thing too is, is just, it, it, I've done a couple of them and I remember learning something from from dear old Mike Lee um, who said that, you know, all, a couple of things that, 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 that I always remember. One is like all's fair in, in love and war and hack fest and uh, the demo is, is of paramount importance, particularly the video that, you know, really you should put all your effort into the video. And in fact, I, I did do that on something I'd worked on, but the video in fact was made using, you know, screen captures but it, 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 it kind of serves two purposes. One is to make sure that your demo just works without without a hitch because, you know, typically you work for 24 hours, you're sleep deprived, then you have to go and present and typically you have one or two minutes to present. So there's just, there's no room for error. So you have to have a product demo video. Um, and basically you do live demos as kind of icing, you know, whatever cherry on the, on, on the top, if you're able to, or to, to kind of add some, some, some points to it. But the other important part of the video is, is to be able to kind of explain in human terms how somebody should want it. And they, and that's a, a lesson that that's repeated often, you know, at, I've seen it at Apple, uh, at the, uh, you know, uh, Apple developer conference by Apple themselves saying how do they develop products and, and how important doing the demo video is. And that the software component of it is as much just to get enough to be able to allow somebody to hold the device in their hand, interact with it. And then you film off of the screen. You might, you might also film from the device and, and edit it together, but you really have to show people using it. So the thing that I was working on, um, and I, I think I can include the video in the, in the show notes, but it was basically a, a, a way of, of sharing a moment from a, a particular a particular moment in time from a, a, a video, or just to be able to share a particular episode of uh, a particular you know episode from a series. And of course, I dragged my son into it um, and made the the gag of saying, you know, why are you watching this nonsense on YouTube when you can watch this particular moment from this great Netflix, you know, uh, uh, series called, you know, whatever, a series of unfortunate events or some some portion, uh, some portion of of a of a show. Um, and so that that worked out really well. But the trick that the 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 funny thing that that was a little bit troublesome is uh, since iOS ten, they've become absolutely draconian about uh, being able to capture. You know, stills, let alone actual motion video from from protected content. Um, so that's something we've been, you know, people have been complaining about that they can no longer make a screen grab using the home button and, and whatever off button to be able to capture the screen. And I don't know why Apple did it. I assume it was under the pressure of, of content holders, rights holders. But even doing that, uh, you can run into problems when you're doing demos if you're using uh, AirPlay and your demo involves, you know, video over which you have an app running and so i was all pleased with the 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 video went great and then my live demo was going okay and then all of a sudden you know it it seemed like the the audience was not paying attention i couldn't figure out why part of the problem i think was i i felt i was maybe i was nervous because i'm trying to do a demo with one hand while holding a, a microphone but then when i looked at the video that somebody made from the the presentation of me on stage i realized that about halfway through my presentation the video froze (laughs) 
I had no idea about that. I couldn't I couldn't tell. I wasn't looking up at the monitor. So it was a reminder that you know you do these hack fests, you, you do these hack days, and uh, you do all this preparation. You think everything's going swimmingly. You rehearse multiple times. You've got your video running. Everything you think is lined up, but then at the last moment, you know, a glitch can come along. It can can spoil your demo. And mine was one of eighty two demos. I didn't win. And in fact, the, the the thing that won was was done by a colleague of mine. And I'm a little bit jealous of it because it was it was a clever hack, um, but it was also uh, uh, something that's that's kind of kind of far off and dreamy. It was basically using this this uh, kind of band that you put on your head, which measures it basically measures head movement movement and flexing of of muscles and so you can use that to to you know detect motion so move up and to the left and then move the cursor on the screen or if you scrunch your your, your head up it can you can kind of simulate that you're thinking of something like thinking about starting the play uh, button so but the funny thing is is there was a company blog and I'll link to that and if the blog post of that little thing for which they did a, a very funny video it got picked up in TechCrunch and BuzzFeed and whatever a couple other kind of tech blogs it was kind of interesting, but it was a great experience. Um, I highly recommend doing hack days uh, because it does really flex your muscles. And uh, don't forget the, the the things that 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 really really count. Which don't do all this work and then leave to leave to chance um, your 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 final presentations. Well, there are there are so many lessons in there. It's unbelievable, really, isn't it? Um, I, I think you know I, I love hack days. Um, I think companies benefit from hack days. There are, you know, I've worked in a number of companies and been there during a hack time, um, even as a contractor. And often, you know, because of the variety and whatever else, I think it's it's very rare that something uh, somewhere across the company that comes out in a hack day doesn't end up becoming part of the final product or the company culture or something else like that. Um, even if it's not straight in the same form, but it sows enough of a seed to, to maybe, for people who don't normally influence product direction, to influence product direction, or to have that just time to show something that they're not really going to get the time in their day-to-day stuff. Um, so I think companies massively benefit from them. Um, as for giving them, as you said, uh, the, the whole thing of, well, you've got 24 hours or 48 hours, or I know you know some companies do a whole week, whatever it might be, but it's still in product development terms a very short amount of time. Um, and so, you know, the reality is, it goes. Let's take it as iOS developers, where it's really been. You know, quality is normally the main focus of of what iOS developers talk about. And, you know, design principles and whatever the rest of it. Even a very small idea is, you know, almost impossible to get together with polish and with slickness and with you know massively great design in a couple of days or a week or whatever it might be um so it's it's you know you can you can do something that might generate the principle of something but this this you're not going to then show people this product or give people this product just by handing it to them and have them go ooh that's amazing unless it is such a stunning idea that no one's thought of or seen before or whatever else so what it comes down to is your hack needs to be good enough to demonstrate what it is you want to demonstrate. And then your video has to, or your pitch or however you do it, has to be good enough to convince people uh, to just 
you know, take a look at the, the principle that you've tried to put in the product and get it to work. Okay. And what we can have there is this microcosm of this thing called sales and marketing and product, <laughs> the three fundamentals of indie business. Okay. Um, as you said, it was just import, as important in that situation as uh, maybe even more important of, of how you demonstrated, sold and made a video of your thing to get it across to get people to be convinced by it and in the real world it's no different uh and you said mike lee who's you know we'll we'll link to mike in the show notes in case people don't know him um has said you know the video at your hack thing is you know, put all your effort into, into the video you know as an indie developer or a small company you should be putting as much effort into your sales and marketing your website uh, your pitch your sample videos your um, support websites and all this stuff the stuff that makes people embrace this stuff as you do the code and if you're not all the same reasons as a hack day people are just going to have you know they're not going to get it they're not going to have the right idea you're not going to impress them whatever it might be um, and it's I find it funny how uh, we can often get it when we're in a, a, a small, very focused, segmented world like a hackathon uh, or something like that. But then we go back to our, you know, I'm talking for those of us who are trying to do indie stuff or whatever. We go back to our sort of indie style lives and just throw all those principles we've just learned out the window um, and just start hacking code again and thinking that the next feature will sell our application, the next redesign will sell our application whereas actually no it's not it's we who will sell our application the website will sell the application the video will sell the application um and our product is is crude as or as rough as it sounds just needs to be good enough to um that when people buy into the things that our video our website and whatever else is saying uh decide to take the product it does what we've just said it will do Yep, 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 yep. And it's, 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 it's always amazing how easy it is to forget these basics. Well, I think, yeah, I know this is something that I go on about all the time, but we we say it's difficult to make money as an indie developer anymore, um, particularly in iOS, um, uh, with a few more on the Mac. However, the reality is, by the very nature of it, you know, most indie developers are developers. They are not salesmen. They're not marketers. They're not, um, you know, any of these things. Yeah, they don't necessarily even maybe have video skills or whatever else. And because we're developers, we often don't even like a lot of the other stuff. And, and we don't like sales. And we actually use the word sales or marketing almost with, with, with disdain or like it's slightly dirty. Uh, and yet we then sit there and wonder, you know, why we're not making a living from the thing we're doing. Um, and it's because, you know, nobody knows about it. Nobody cares about it. Nobody understands it. And the reason that that's the situation is because we've done nothing about it. You know, it's not good enough just to slap up a list of features on a website or just have your app store page and hope that Apple do the marketing. Or if your whole marketing policy is about just getting featured, you are, you know, you're screwed. You're screwed. I mean, let's let's look at Netflix, yep. okay? Almost everybody in the world has now heard of Netflix, okay? Um, you know, Netflix has become, in the last however many years, gone from uh, small... Uh, startup, ambitious startup with a big project sort of thing to household name. 
that you know most people um, know of. Does that mean they've stopped doing things to show people their products, to make people know they exist, and to let people know what's coming? No, it means means they've probably yep. actually even do more of it now than they used to, uh, even though everybody knows about them. Why? Because you know, the way they've got where they are is by not just the fact that they're, you know, you know the Netflix product is great. Let's just say that to, to start with. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, and I'm not asking you to comment on this, of course, but I suspect the next Netflix product that is shipping today is a lot better than the one that was shipping five years ago. Um, and if it's not, then oh, the yeah. developers <laughs> haven't been doing their job. Okay. But well, no, so Netflix were able to become a household name with a product that five years ago um, was nowhere near as it is now. So the, the it wasn't the quality. I'm not saying the Netflix product wasn't good, but it, you know, it wasn't all the amazing things that however big the development teams at Netflix are spent five years putting into the products. It wasn't those amazing things that made Netflix popular. Okay, it was the core of what Netflix is, combined with the ability to let people know about it and deliver enough to let people then use that. And then the rest is like making it better, improving it, catching more of the edge cases and whatever else. Um, and as indie developers, we get so wrapped up into our product has to be everything with all the bells and whistles and all the slickness because that's what it's going to take. But success shows us. That's not what it takes. I'm not saying that's not important and that shouldn't be in there, but that's not what it takes to start making people want your product, need your product, and and, and do that sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, it's it's the marketing, it's the sales, it's where you position yourself, it's it, it's the whole nature of who you become. Uh, and sadly, even even now, um, after you know, not just me, but a lot of people, and a lot of people far more well known and with more experience than me, you know, saying these things, most indie developers still don't believe it. They still think if they add one more feature, one more feature, and this product will do. And I, what I think is even sadder is there are so many products that never ever even ship because the developer thinks I need to add one more feature, and they've been adding one more feature for the last year or two years or three years, and they've produced this massive mammoth beast of an application that they've no idea if anyone knows uh, wants sorry and certainly because they've done nothing else nobody knows about and so they toil away in obscurity and anger but that's not you because you switching gears here have been very uh uh, what's the word intentional about uh, about your 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 progress and your plan haven't you Scotty and you know what is really amazing is that it's not just me and our listener who have have noticed but even Daniel Chalcott has noticed did you see that tweet that loving tweet that he that he said I out didn't today? John what uh oh my oh my god he said that he enjoyed uh, our podcast talking about planning. oh by the way I um uh, I didn't see that so um Oh yes, so it is. I've just checked in uh, in Tweetbot, and there is the uh, the lovely Daniel Jelkert. Um, uh, thank you, Daniel, and uh, we love your podcast too. But a podcast love in there. Uh, we'll put a, put a link to the current podcast in the show notes and see if our listener goes and listens. Uh, <laughs> probably probably already does. But there we go. Okay, so. Yes, last time I spoke about planning and, and trying to work out what it was and how it fit fit with my life. Uh, and I believe I said I was going to report on progress regularly. 
and I think I said at the time that I was going to uh, make a decision on what I was going to do, or the plan was to make a decision what I was going to do by the end of January 2017. Uh, as we speak now, uh, I believe it is 10.30ish on the 31st of January, 10.30pm that is, on the, on the uh, 31st of January. Is that correct, John? That you see, I'm correct. bowing to your time because it's already 6.30 in the morning on the 1st of February here. <laughs> so <laughs> The only time that matters so, is California yeah, there we are. time. So we're going to wait this. So I still have 90 minutes to make my decision. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until we get to Armageddon <laughs> yeah, time. So. That's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, so um i've been looking at different ideas for the last couple of weeks uh not full time i've got a bit distracted by yeah things like work and, and life and having some house renovations done uh, which is always an issue when you're trying to do a project on the side and you know when you have to be realistic about that in your planning uh so do you, if, uh, just a quick reminder for people that last time i said i made a list of um my life requirements for where I wanted to be in five years time I also went through about six to eight old positions or contracts or things I'd done with my life and made a list of what was good what was bad what I did well what I didn't do what I enjoyed what I didn't do and, and informed a sort of uh, from that then formed a list and these life goals and this list of um, abilities and uh, or, or things I'm good at, things I'm bad at, we're going to be used to filter every idea. Um, and do you know what's quite interesting, John? After um, all of that, and it was, as I said, it didn't take me that long and it was a very good exercise to go through. My sort of data that I have in front of me now quite clearly tells me that I probably should not be an indie software developer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there we are. So <laughs> what, what do you know? Progress over. No, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I... Despondency engaged. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm now going to go off and live on a small island and, um, you know, and just uh, eat raw fish. Uh, you know, so... Uh, but this is... So, so this put me in a position. I have a choice now to... And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more why in a moment. I have a choice now whether I... I follow, I'm not going to say they're facts, but I, I follow strong indicators that that are there for a reason or whether I um, sort of allow my desire or passion or, or expectations of what I'd like to be doing with some of my time to to override that and, and, and ignore these facts and, and move on. Um, and... You know, it's and I think the temptation often is to say, uh, for myself anyway, I've done this so many times before, and, and I look back now and I see a pattern in 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 the way I've done this in certain projects and things I've done in the past, of of convincing myself that these things are not true in this instance right now, or you know, that famous saying, "It will be different this time." You know, uh, when, when you try and do something uh, and repeat it. And yet I can see so many of the things that I've I've started in the past and done and even been quite successful with. Uh, many of the, the traits that are coming out in this analysis I did of myself become true and, and are part of the reason that, uh, 
things end up tailing off or never get shipped or, or, or whatever. So uh, what are these what are these things for me? Well, I, I think the biggest one is I absolutely thrive on variety. And I get incredibly uh, stuck when I do one thing. And something, uh, and that brings up two problems. Uh, first of all, this is a side project for me. This is not going to be what I'm going to put my main focus on for the next you know, three or four months. This is going to be something that I'm going to do on evenings and weekends and um, uh, you know, and, and, and spare moments in my life, the odd day off here and there. Uh, so I have to take into consideration that I spend uh, at least 40 hours a week writing code, uh, writing Mac or iOS software um, for my clients. Um, I believe I'm reasonably good at it, um, and I enjoy doing that. However, to th- then spend another 10 to 20 hours a week on top doing the same thing again um, is something that actually doesn't work out that well for me so in the past when I have managed to get things done and little things out there or, or side stuff done that involves writing code it's because I've had an opportunity in my my life at that moment in time to that to be my focus and I have seen I have never ever successfully uh, put anything out the door that has required me doing the same thing on top of something I'm already doing and I really have to sort of take note of that in a way um, so that's 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 my first issue that I've, I've been having to deal with and um, and this is all very personal to me, so this isn't like a general statement for anybody else. I'm just saying the the planning sheets that I put together have, have they've not helped me see something. To be real, they've not helped me see something I didn't know. They've helped me see something I already knew, but it's harder to ignore when it's on a piece of paper than when it's just in my head. <laughs> um, it's really psychologically weird. Mm. The fact that there are pieces of paper sat on my desk, having these statements on it, make it a lot harder for me to just dismiss because. You know, I'm a reasonably logical person, and it's hard to dismiss things in front of you. Uh, the second, and the second aspect is in this variety is um, nothing I've ever done in my life have I managed to do long term. I chop and change all over the place all the time, doing doing things. Um, and you look at the successful software. Uh, developers out there somebody like a Daniel Jelka that we were talking about before um, and the common trait is they have invested into their app over a long period of time you know Daniel's been working on on Mars edit um, for well, I think it's 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 seven eight nine ten years now a, a long time uh, people like Gus Muller have invested in acorn uh, you know for the sa- same amount of time. Uh, people like Marco Armand sit there every day and spend however many years it's been now writing Overcast, and they have no other apps. They just they just uh, do it. Now there are 
other examples, someone like um, underscore David Smith, who sort of seems to put out a new app every week. <laughs> um, and, and so I'm not saying it can't work, but I'm saying you look at the the type of things that we often aspire to when we're thinking about becoming indie developers, the people that we hold up as our examples, the type of products that we want to be, all of these people have uh, invested long-term into into one thing and everything about my personality in this stuff, everything about what I've liked and not liked in my you know, 28, 29 years of you know, doing this stuff says that's not something I can do. <laughs> so do I now sit and ignore that and do I you know, just plow on anyway when the reality is I would probably be almost definitely setting out for failure. Um, it would be really hard to see how it's not when I'm being totally honest about this, which uh, has left me a bit of a problem, really, um, which I will talk about where I think I'm going to go from that in a moment. But you've got any comments on that first? I I think driving a, an RV and, and cooking meth in the desert is looking better and better all the time because you will certainly uh, have lots of different experiences <laughs> as you're evading police and your own sense of moral doom. Um, so I think that the conclusion you need to draw is that you, you just it's time to break bad. <laughs> yeah, um, well. That was she. That was idea number four, actually. But we'll see if, if one if the first three don't work. <laughs> okay, so we're, pole, pole dancer was idea number two. <laughs> I hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't go. To, okay, so where 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 am I going with this? Okay, so we're we're almost out of time. So I'm not going to. And and I'm really sort of still fleshing a lot of this out. Um, so. Uh, hopefully next week we'll come back and I will add some more to this if people are interested. By the way, people, if this if this is totally boring you and it's not something you want to hear about on this podcast or whatever else, then yeah, please let us know because I don't want to be just spouting stuff. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just real I just realized that this is why Daniel Jalcott has encouraged us to do this because it will assure that our one listener will add to his audience. <laughs> yes, there we are. See, Daniel understands audience acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> there we are um okay so i have to uh look seriously at how this works for me now um so what i am doing right now is i still want to go ahead i'm, I'm not ignoring the fact that these things are what i'm trying to do now is take some of the ideas i was having and um and see how I can deal with these issues that uh, that are plainly coming up. And I think, uh, and, and this is where I probably you know, annoy lots and lots of people now because it's not what they you know they like or whatever else. Is you know I, I I often talk on this podcast about all the other things like sales and marketing and you know customer acquisition and whatever else because. You know, it's all different things that come flying around the idea of, of software development that um uh and, and shipping products that, that I actually do find interesting it's 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 there's the variety that's the variety in me kicking into, kicking into gear the, the trouble is when you are giving yourself five to 20 hours a week um, over a reasonably short period of time to 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 do something you know too many things, also becomes a problem and you can't get any of them done well um so as a you know shipping software on the side is really really hard if you want to do it well and make a difference 
And so um, I'm sort of seeing in uh, if I want to even look down some of these routes that I'm looking at that I have to become uh, more of a facilitator. I have to become more of a lead uh, or a boss or a business owner or whatever terms you want to do and make this happen. So right now I'm examining ways of, you know, uh, but I like to be involved in this stuff, but I'm looking at ways of maybe having to work with a freelance developer or maybe even hire a developer money implications there we'll deal with those another time who can be the steady stable influence on the code base and i can be the nightmare boss who jumps in and out as i feel like it um so i'm having to take a step back and look at saying okay is there room for me opportunity here for me and still some of these ideas but maybe more as a business owner where i can do a few of the things i like but taking more of a big picture approach and make this happen as opposed to being the person who does everything or has to have the dedication against everything um and that's a very sort of um broad you know description of the way i'm trying to analyze to get out of this problem and and to see if it will work so i'm at the stage now trying to put down a whole bunch of stuff and seeing if that will work putting it back against these ideas so hopefully when we talk next week john i'll be in a position to say uh yeah i think this is this this approach can work for me and who i am and here is the one or two ideas i've been doing that with or whether i'm back to the the whiteboard and saying nope i'm stuffed and all my dreams are down the pan and uh, all I'm going to do for the rest of my life is uh, speak once a week to uh, some sad old geezer in uh, San Francisco uh, and you and you of course <laughs> oh, okay that, that, I was waiting for that okay who's your other friend <laughs> well Scotty in the meantime while you're trying to figure out whether to you know jump off a cliff or to continue down a, a an uncharted path how can people uh, find you on the internet to either give you encouragement or to tell you to pack it okay, in? Okay, so you can follow me on Twitter as um, ak, ak, at MacDevNet. De- um, and obviously the uh, website for this show, iDeveloper.co. All right. Well, and if you want to encourage me to... Uh, close my mouth you can do so on twitter as and you reach me as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum well thanks everyone for listening and um we'll uh say please do send us feedback at feedback at ideveloper.co uh we'd love to know what you're thinking of these discussions and conversations are they the sort of thing you want to listen to or what would you like to listen to and um yeah thanks for listening and until next time you take care Thank you.